Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dawaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dawaskin. All right. Thank you, Maurice, for that amazing introduction that always gets me going. Welcome to episode 10, the 10th episode of the Jeff Dawaskin Show. So excited to have you back again. We've got a great show for you today. Dave Merej is here. He's one of the co-stars of Rami on Hulu. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. It's going to be great. Dave and I used to do open mic comedy together way back when in Canada. We'd go out there and we'd do our thing. We'll talk a little bit about that later as well. It's going to be good times. It was good to catch up with Dave and hear about all his success. So much success. Speaking of success, a quick word from our sponsor, the people that make this all possible. This week's sponsor, Dental Floss. Dental Floss. Yeah, you tell people you use us, but you don't. But that's okay. But maybe try us every now and then. Dental Floss. We're here when you need us. Or when the dentist says, hey, you know, the best way to stop that bleeding is to use dental floss. Dental floss, available at your local convenience store. So last week I talked about the ability to tweet from Twitter, that they added that right from the little tweet box. Sometimes though, you need a little bit more than that or you like a, a different tool. I just wanted to kind of suggest a few that I use. Buffer, Hootsuite, TweetDeck, which is actually part of Twitter, tweetdeck.twitter.com, gives you a different interface. So those are those are great things to use for very specific things that you want to schedule. Buffer is great if you need something down to the minute. I need this to go at 12.59, and I need to know that it's going to go at 12.59. Hootsuite is not good for that. Hootsuite's like, I need this to go at 1.00. And maybe Hootsuite's going to send it at 101 or 102. They're not as specific. So if it's very time sensitive, Buffer or TweetDeck seem to be right on the nose and to the minute. Hootsuite doesn't offer the minute. They only offer on the O or the 5. So different things. I use them all, but different times for different, different things depending on the need. Google it. Check it out. Learn how to use them. All worth your time. So many years ago, when I was starting comedy, you do open mic. And open mic is where you go, and you're all new, and you're trying material. You get like three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. And as you get better, you get more time from the club. And it's it's a whole experience. And it's a whole community of comedians. And a lot of time, it's just comedians playing to comedians. And when you're lucky, you get an audience, and you can actually test your comedy in front of an audience. So one of the places that we all used to go in the Detroit area was a place called Yuck Yucks, and that's in Windsor, Canada. We'd cross the border, and they always had a crowd. It was Sunday nights, and they always had a crowd. And that's where I met Dave Merej. And so we became friends, and we would do comedy together. And we've uh, I can't even count how many times We've done comedy together, but like for years. And as time went by, Dave moved on and he followed his dream to be an actor and full-time comedian. And this conversation is his story. All right. We're here with Dave Merej, one of Canada's 
predominant comedians. How are you, Dave? How are you, man? How are you? Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Dave and I, we used to do open mics together at Yuck Yucks and a variety of other places in Windsor and the Detroit area. You've since gone on to many amazing things. Congratulations. You bring back memories big time. I remember you, you'd have to, you had to cross the border to come do Yuck Yucks in Windsor, Canada. Yeah, we'd cross the border and uh, they'd have these packed houses and we, we had a blast. Those were yeah. some really great times. Really great times. We were all just had no idea what we were doing and just kind of <laughs> <laughs> just 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 getting by and just doing what doing what the, we wanted to do. But uh, you always had a pretty definitive voice, so you always uh, you were always a good storyteller on stage, talking about your family and such. Yes, I appreciate that. I mean, you man, uh, you know, not saying it just because you said it, but always, uh, had, uh, had me, but had us laughing. Like the, the group that we, that, uh, we would hang out is just so, so funny, man. Yeah. It's a great time. So you, uh, from the open mic, you, you've, you've been a full-time comedian now for quite a long time. Um, when did you make the move from Windsor to Toronto to go full-time? I'd say, man, cause you know, I didn't have a green card at the time. So I was just kind of doing open mics, I guess. And then, cause I couldn't get paid in the U S. So I think I left around 2006, I want to say, or seven around that time. I moved to Toronto from Windsor, Canada. And then from Canada. So you, you were, you won just for laughs in 2011, the homegrown comic competition. Tell me about that. See, it's not a competition anymore, but at that time it would, they would gather, they would select like, uh, the the best newer comics they felt from all over Canada that year, and then we would compete uh, at this at the Just for Last festival. So in 2011, I competed and I won that year, um, and it was for me it meant so much too because it kind of put me it gave me a foot in the door in the Canadian industry. So I started to get into other festivals. So it was kind of broke me in. So forever I'll be uh, grateful for that award and the festival. You were part of the NBC Stand Up for Diversity Tour. They had come to Canada to audition. Came to Toronto. I think that was the only city they had come to in Canada. And uh, me and my boy, actually, Kevin Soldo, a funny comedian, we were like, we both, I think I might have, so I was like, yo, you got to come with me. And he was like, bro, I don't, I think he, he he's like Serbian. I want, I, I, yeah, he's Serbian. He was like, I don't know if I could, I think he was like, that's not an ethnicity. It is an ethnicity. It's not like he was like, I'm like, he was kind of like um, hesitant to go. And then I think he might've made up some Serbian jokes at the, in this, at that moment or that day. And we went down there and we auditioned. I made it through the, that, the day auditions to come at night. He didn't. And I don't think he made it through the second round. And I think he got a parking ticket. And I remember I riffed off that my second audition during the day. And uh, I don't And that helped me, you know, get, I'm pretty sure that helped me get, because you got like three minutes, get there at night. So I get there at night and then I find out, I, I don't know when I found out like months or weeks after that I got picked to go to LA and do the showcase. It was a showcase and I did that around December. So from there, I did that showcase, and then they invited uh, us, uh, five of us or seven of us, I can't really remember, to uh, audition at NACA, you know, the college auditions. So it was like, to me, I, I you know, I'm, I don't think, uh, 
you know, I've never been a part of the NBC diversity thing. So that was very, very exciting. We got flown out there. I was allowed to bring a guest uh, and I brought Kevin with me who auditioned with me. And uh, it was just a great time, man. We got to see friends, got to do the showcase, stay in a hotel, rented a car. It was great. And I met some some people that I'm, you know, I still talk to, you know, uh, I met Tom Bell. I met Lu- uh, the Lucas brothers. Yeah, it was, and then they picked me and a Canadian, two Canadian guys, two Canadian people, actually, DJ Demers was the other uh, Canadian that w- that was picked as well. That's amazing. That's amazing. You've, you've, done, you've done a lot. You're, you've been a regular contributor on MTV Live. MTV Live was a thing that they did in Canada. It, it, it's not on the air anymore, but it, it was on the air for a while. And Darren Jones was was uh, one of the lead hosts. And I think he had left the show and they were auditioning uh, newer people. And I had made it through all the auditions to join. It was like a cast. And that I had such a great experience with. I think it was I think it was a year, a little under a year I got to do it. And it was the first time I was on TV, like extensively in Canada. And it was a very popular show in Canada. So uh, you know, I got to do sketch on TV. I got to be a part of the live broadcast. And it was amazing, man. They they were they would bring on musical guests. I got to see Kendrick Lamar, I think around when he put out Section 80, the mixtape, Section 8.0. And it was surreal for me because I was like a fan and I got to see him like, you know, he was he was doing the uh, the rehearsals. And then I remember the sound guy was like, you want to come see Kendrick do the rehearsals? I was like, I was like, yeah. So it was like, a lot of those moments and memories, that I, you know, I hold dearly. That's amazing. So, you know, I do want to mention you're you're one of the co-stars of the Hulu show, Raimi, and I want to get to that in a second. I want to first kind of talk about, like, talk about the jump, like what it took to leave Windsor and go to Toronto and just kind of go head first and just follow your dream, which you've been so successful at. Well, I, I, I wasn't going to leave you know, I wasn't going to go to Toronto. I had, I, I knew a comic who was headlining a uh, yuck yucks, the comedy chain. And he was like, I think he was like, you got to come to Toronto. I was going to, I didn't, I knew nothing about the customs and borders and, and immigration. I thought I could just move to New York or LA. Like I was going to work in Michigan and then move to those places. Then I realized I was like, Oh man, you need, you need paperwork. I don't know why I didn't think so. And then I decided, you know, with the advice of the comedian who, who was, who was like a, a headliner for that for that company? Uh, I moved to Toronto, and a friend of mine was in a bat in a band, and his whole band they they all moved to Toronto. So I was going to visit uh, Toronto, and I would I would stay with them. So then I eventually just moved to Toronto. That leap was wild to me because I grew up in Windsor, and I left my family and my friends, and and I'm thankful because you know I was able to get on stage so many times to craft my act. So how did you, eventually that led to, you were one of the co-stars of the show, Rami, uh, with Rami Youssef, who won the Golden Globe last year. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill, he beat out Bill Hader and Paul Rudd. All right. right. And also Michael Douglas. And Michael Douglas. <laughs> that's, that's quite a, a, a trio to, to beat. But he, he's, he's great. How did you and he connect? How did you end up as part of that show? I met him 10 years ago, actually, at the Arab Comedy Festival in New York. I think he was doing sketch. And I, I think, you know, he remembers this conversation. I was like, I was telling him I wanted to act. And he was saying he was going to do stand-up. I believe that was our that was our discussion or one of the things we talked about. And then, you know, I you know stayed in touch. I moved to L.A. around 2015, 2016. He's out here. We connected again, and then we just became closer. And um, then he, he had 
you know, his pilot, his pilot got picked up. Um, and then I auditioned. He was like, do you want to, you know, do you want to audition? We were chatting about it. I was like, yeah, for sure. And I did. And then I was able to land a, a role on the pilot. And from there I got picked up. So it's so dope though, because like, you know, we're, we're friends and you know, it's so fun to be on set and so fun to be a part of this process. Tell, tell everyone what the show Rami is all about. Uh, Rami Youssef's show, it's a, you know, he's a uh, first generation Muslim and it's really about, you know, the first season is about his journey, you know, through, through his faith and then living in like, you know, North America, like, you know, and, and fitting in there. And it's about relationships that he has w- with uh, women, his family and his friends and faith too. Like you get to see faith in a positive, like, you know, it's not, you know, he, uh, he, he like, I think he's, he might've said this, I, I'm paraphrasing, like, you know, he talks about how like religion is usually a punchline. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. in, in, in this, in this instance, it's not. So it was pretty, and also I'm like a Christian uh, Lebanese. So I, I, Islam, I learned a lot from even being on the show and acting in it and about Islam. So it was like, it was dope for me personally. It's a great show. I, I watched. Uh, I started watching it uh, to prep for this. You play Ahmed, right? Yeah. Ron. Plays a uh, doctor friend or his friend who's a doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's funny because like the, the scenes with you guys are you're always giving them uh, a hassle. I'm a faith abiding uh, citizen. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I love it. It's um, it's funny because like you're Lebanese, I'm Jewish. The show's Rami is uh, Muslim, and it's it's I want. What, we have, uh, as, as Jews, have Ms. Maisel, right? Have you seen <laughs> Right. But that's more of a surreal show. Where yeah, I haven't seen Jews. it yet. I, I'm going to get into it, though. It's it's more surreal. I mean, it's I feel like uh, Rami's show is it's it's pretty real. And it's um, it's really great. And it's funny, like, as I watch it, it's like just how things are just the same. You know, just like his uncle. You know, it's like... Is a little racist and it's like everyone's got that it's like you know it's like it's just it's just funny when you watch it when i when i watch Ms. mazel as a jew i go oh there's no way someone who wasn't jewish would find that funny or even understand that joke do you when you watch your the show do you do you go like oh if you're not if you're not muslim or Islam, like you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't get that you, i mean you may appreciate it on a certain level but there's like there's like a, a you know if you didn't grow up in that, uh, in that religion, you know, that you just don't get it. That's how I feel when I watch Maisel. Like, there's just certain subtleties that you miss just because you didn't, it would only speak to that, that niche person watching it. Does that make sense? It, you know, it's interesting because there are some parts. Yeah. But then, then I'll meet people or people to me- message me and be like, you know, they're not even a part of that religion or that they're, they're not even Arab. And they're like, Oh, you know, I understand the aspects of the mom or I have an uncle that's pretty, that's racist like this. Or so there are a lot of stuff that even though you're not uh, part of the religion or Arab that people get. And I was even some, sometimes I'm even like, oh, that's really dope. I didn't, I didn't, you know, like I, I grew up in a Christian family, but I could relate. There are some things obviously that, you know, I, I don't fully get sometimes, but for the most part, I can relate to it. And I find like, other people from other ethnicities and religions um, from just them, you know, having discussions about the show that they find a way to connect. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's interesting when you watch that and it's a completely different religion 
like for me to watch that it's but you see but there's just so many similarities you're like oh we're all so alike we have all the same beats and patterns in our lives <laughs> you know it's like when you're when you're like i feel like as a christian it's like i'm not always like following the, the faith you know what i mean there's that kind of like conflicting part you you know that i i deal with in my religion so so when you see that it, it's 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 like you can still connect do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not necessarily I'm not that religion, but I can still connect to so, some of the struggles and wanting to connect. Absolutely, it, it's a great, it's really well done. It, he did, he definitely deserved it. I know uh, you've been uh, you submitted, you've been submitted for best supporting actor. So good luck to that. That'd be super cool. And then uh, season two just came out this past May, so there's two seasons available for anyone listening. Definitely watch it. It's it's a great show. Dave's awesome in it as well. Thank you. So you also have a, a comedy album. Yes. Good friend, bad grammar. When did you, you recorded that a year or two ago? Ah, oh, man. I think we recorded that actually in 2017. I want to say 16 or 17. Sorry for my memory on this. Uh, but we were trying to sell it to like streaming services. And then we, we were, we didn't have luck on that end. So we just put it out and then we, you know, we, we, uh, we, it's on Amazon prime in the U S and the UK, but we put it out and, um, uh, I, which I was super, still super excited about. And it was one of the, the greatest things I, I'd done personally for me, and the whole team around it. And, uh, we filmed, we filmed it cause we video filmed it. I don't know why I said video film, but we recorded it. Uh, we also put it on audio. But we did it in Toronto, which was was awesome for me because I got kind of I came up there, so I got to see people from like five years ago who would see me at different venues come to like all, people from all different. I guess I don't you know not walks of life, but like parts of my uh, my come up showed up to the show. So we did two shows, uh, roughly around like eighty people for each show, and it was amazing, man. I still still it was such an uh, amazing night. And then we were able to submit for the Junos, which is like the Canadian version of the Grammys. And it was able to win a Juno, which which I was super thrilled about that our work got to be uh, recognized. That's amazing. That's, and if it wasn't, uh, if we didn't add enough accolades to your list, more than most have. Also part of Netflix's Comedians of the World special, which uh, was great. I saw that. So uh, how did that come to be? That was, I got a call from my manager in Canada. He's like, you're being shortlisted, like submitted. And I think it's shortlisted for this. The Netflix are doing this Comedians of the World. And I was like, oh man, that's wild. Especially, you know, for Canadians to be, to be a part of that. And then they picked four Canadian comics to do a half hour. And they picked comics from all over the world. And they filmed it in uh, Montreal at the Just for Last Festival in 2018 at Club Soda. And uh, I was able, my brother, one of my brothers flew out. I was able to bring him to the festival. He got to see there. He, he got to come for the weekend. And for me, that was just um, on top of being a part of it, just amazing to have my brother there to watch and experience with me. So, so many great things you've done since uh, the open mics at Yuck Yucks in Windsor. <laughs> so proud of you, bro. It's Thank so you, bro. So great. So um, tell everyone, how can they, how can they find you on social media and stuff like that? Um, if it, it's just the handle is Dave Merhej, M-E-R-H-E-J-E. And that's on Instagram, uh, Twitter and Facebook. Usually post things on there and the website is DaveMerhej.com. But if you're on Instagram, 
which I think everyone is uh, on there posting um, and, and just hanging out, I guess, internet-wise hanging out. All right. Well, hey, Dave, it was really great catching up with you. So much so much happiness for all your success. It's Thank great. You, and uh, I appreciate you spending some time with me. All right. Well, check out Dave. Great guy. Worked his butt off. Got everything he deserved. All the success. So I wish him much more in the future as well. I think it's just a starting point for him. And in keeping with the theme of Dave's show, Rami and Faith, that we talked about, with hashtag Roundup, I found a hashtag, hashtag because of my faith from Heavenly Hashtags. This one isn't as uh, jokey joke as the ones in the past because sometimes... You just got to speak the truth. Because of my faith, I can face the dark days. Because of my faith in humanity, I believe we can do better. Because of my faith, I believe in Greta things to come. Because of my faith, I'm not afraid to take a leap. Let that be the overall lesson of this episode. Take a leap, follow your dream, and all the good things will happen. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jeff Jawaskin. Like, subscribe, find us, tell your friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show, and we'll see you next time.